Welcome back to another episode of an Extra Dose podcast. Happy New Year. I feel like we're a little delayed on the New Year wish, but I think I wished you guys Happy New Year on my Instagram, which is probably the first place that you guys probably look and hear us. So happy belated New Year. We hope you guys had a good start to the New Year and are staying well. Um, I feel like I had some really bad allergies and it was unfortunate that it was like literally New Year's Eve and New Year's Day that I felt like I had, I was very congested and a few of my friends were also feeling the same way. So I don't know what was going around. Um, I mean, it wasn't COVID, but <laughs> it was just something in the air. I think it was like the climate changing, the weather changing, and I felt like my throat got kind of scratchy. So I immediately was like, Sam will talk about in a second too. We both were like using all of our supplements that we love that we share with you guys. And Sam had, she has a lot to share too because she went to Mexico and I was super jelly. Yeah. Um, like what Alexis was saying, I, I kind of felt like I was getting a scratchy throat, but I was better by like the next day. But I, just in case, I packed along some of my favorite supplements that I've shared with you guys before. I took with my zinc with me, which I take every single day, my vitamin C, my B12. And I also took my B Sued Cost Syrup from Beekeepers Naturals. Um, we've shared about it on here before and on our Instagram, but I really love it. I love that it has, I think the bottle's like, it's under whatever you can um, take with you. Or maybe it was, well, I, I took, a, I, I, uh, I checked a bag this time and I took it with me with all my other supplements. But I love that one because it only has very simple ingredients like elderberry, um, buckwheat honey, chaga mushrooms, bee propolis and stuff like that. It doesn't have like refined sugars or chemicals or stuff like that. And it tastes really good. And I swear, you guys, it's hel- it helped me so much. Like I felt better by the next day. So I don't think I was sick or anything. I think I had just like a little scratchy throat. But it helps with your immunity. And it also helps if you have a scratchy throat too. So I love that. Um, they also make the propolis throat spray that I took with me as well, which is great for immunity. And um, they also have their bee powered honey and some of their other products that I use every single day. Um, And I highly recommend them. So if you guys want to try those out, you guys can go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash double dose for 15% off everything on their site. And that's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S naturals.com and the code is double dose for 15% off everything that I just shared and thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. Yeah and and my mom ordered well our mom ordered the bee pollen because she had seen us using it in our blueberry bowls and she was like I want to get some because it has a bunch of immunity boosting um features in it and properties, is properties that the that's what I was looking for features properties and she has been loving it I was at their house um after I got back into town and she was saying she put it in her her oatmeal and her her fruit bowls and she absolutely loved it it's like crunchy yeah it's sweet and it's crunchy it's really good for you so she's in she's now a fan and you guys should be too you guys should try it and if if you don't try the um bee pollen they have like i said they have the the raw honey that you can use you can just eat it by itself i honestly just take a spoonful of it it's so good i was like loading up on everything before i left i was like just in case i come i get under the weather i was eat, having my honey with garlic which doesn't sound good but it's really good for me <laughs> she said she ate it really early in the morning i'm like that's okay gross. so you guys i had my cellar i woke up <laughs> I think we had to leave our house at like 8.30. So I got up. I think Taylor thought I was crazy, but I got up at like 6.30 and I did a quick 
not, I wouldn't call it, I shared it in my story, I wouldn't call it a workout. It was more like just getting my body moving because I feel better. Like if I get up and I do something before I travel, um, it was nothing intense because <laughs> I was so, I was half asleep. I was kind of just like moving my feet, pedaling. I didn't do like a Peloton workout or anything. And um, I just felt like more awake. That's kind of why I do it. So I'm just, a, I'm not a morning person. So I had that. And then I had a little bit of time before I was going to quickly shower um, before we left. And so I decided to make celery juice. But normally, Normally, some of you guys ask, I have my celery juice, and then right after that, I wait like 20 minutes until I take like my supplements, and or until I eat something. If I'm not going to take, like if I'm running low on time, I don't take all my supplements, um, because some of them you can take with food. So I <laughs> I didn't have time because we were literally leaving, like right after I drank my juice. So I just like ate a whole clove of garlic, which I like just lightly microwave just to take the skin, the peel off. And then I put that bee, I put the Beekeepers Naturals honey on it because it's really good for immunity also. And those two combined, those are both really good for immunity. So I take that like if I like again, I think I had like allergies or something, but and I couldn't tell if I was like coming down with something. So I took that and then um it was so gross because then I had like garlic breath. <laughs> but I did read online, you're supposed to use citrus to get rid of like the smell. Because, you know, I was going to put a mask on right after that. That's so gross. So I, I, I like sucked on a lemon peel or like a lemon wedge. And it really, I think it really took it away. So it also, Tip. It also took your acid off your teeth. But yeah, I mean, I also don't have any enamel left. But <laughs> yeah, one time we were... Um, if you guys ever heard of Lubies, I don't know if they have those like all over, but well, it's I like think this, they went bankrupt. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, when we were younger, we, did, we were, we did gymnastics. We were younger and every Tuesday and Thursday when we'd go, our mom would take us to Lubies for dinner and it was like a cafeteria style. I mean, it's like not nice, but I loved it. And Southern food. it was, yeah, it was good. I got my fried okra. <laughs> that was my favorite part. And I got my pumpkin pie sliced. I was happy. I got my, my Coke. I what did I get? I didn't like pumpkin pie. I, but no, but I didn't get that for dinner. I got fried okra with like steak or something. Like it was like some the Luan some or like crappy steak and mac and cheese. Oh yeah, the mac and cheese. I remember that with the. They with had the like noodles. a. I would sometimes get a cucumber salad. I'd be healthy. Oh yeah, I remember. And then I'd get my Jello, which I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't ugh. really a big. Jello. I don't like Jello, oh, but I like I like pumpkin pie. So anyway, we would go there, and I remember my mom started this thing with us where they we would get the lemon wedges and we would pour sugar on them. Oh my god, I and forgot then about we would that. Put in our mouth and I would eat the lemon and just like one time on <laughs> we, we were eating at this like table for four and this old lady came up to us I still remember and she told my mom she like basically reprimanded my mom and she was in like front of us she was like ma'am you can't don't give your daughters lemons it takes it you're gonna have no teeth left and my mom's like oh really <laughs> she's like okay cool <laughs> anyway go ahead with your lemon no <laughs> um I think she was kind of embarrassed that this lady like she kind of like laughed about it but I think she was kind of embarrassed about it but anyway we, um, I still, I mean, I try not to eat lemons a lot, but I put them in my water and I sometimes will suck on them occasionally and people think I'm nuts. And like, I don't know. I love sour things. I love sour Skittles. I love sour foods and I, I like, too. I like spicy too. It's like, I go from one, one to the other. the other. I don't like But lemons. anyway, so yeah, we like our lemons. We like our citrus. But that I was reading, they said that helps take away, I guess it neutralizes like the garlic. So if you eat something that's really garlicky, that's a little tip for you. They also said like anything acid. So that's why lemon 
I guess it neutralizes it. And um, you could do like apple, like I guess like green apple is pretty, um, pretty acidic. Like apples are pretty acidic. So. Yeah. So uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit on the health topic, we're going to talk about, I had a request, so please send in your, send in your ideas, anything you want to hear. Um, I had one of you guys sent me a great topic that we're going to cover right now. And we love, I mean, obviously we come up with stuff on our own, but we love when you guys send us stuff in because we know we're actually talking about something you want to hear. So Send them in, message us, email us, whatever you want to do. Comment on one of our pictures. I try to read all those. So, okay. So one of the one of you guys sent in a topic. You guys wanted us to talk about inflammation and like joint pain and um, tips on how to like get through that and like workout ideas. Like if you have pain. So just like a short little synopsis. We both were ran a half marathon. If you guys are new, probably not new, but you probably already know this. We ran a half marathon last April. I can't believe it's been that long. And we, both of us, had horrible knee pain. I will never run again like that because it was just brutal. But we, you know, something on our bucket list we wanted to do. And we were both fine. I ran, I would run three times a week. And, but on top of that, I would also do Pilates and like workouts. And I was fine until I got to like a certain point. I started running nine miles and after that, my knees just never recovered. It was terrible. I had the worst pain. Sam had, um, she had terrible knee pain. She went to go see a physical therapist. She, um, I don't remember what they, I think they told her that she had some kind of imbalance in her, in her muscles, but either way, I think also her hips are off. It was just the way that we're like built, but it was horrible. And I know some people can just run like so many miles and they never have any problems. Not us. It was terrible. So, for us, I've just decided like I'm not going to run again, but we do have a Peloton bike, which we've talked about in another episode, and there's so many other workouts like Pilates and different cardio that you can do that's not as hard on your body, and if you're one of those people like us where you cannot, your knees or your hips can't take the running, that doesn't mean you can't get a good cardio in. You can still do stuff and just have to adapt your workouts a little bit, but okay, so let's go into the pain. So um, I've never personally had Achilles heel problems but that is something you can get and it's they're saying it's very really common for people that try to just like go right into running you know they do one of those couch to 5k um, programs and they do it too quickly and they they get some kind of pain on your heel and for that they're saying for you need to really be able to stretch out your calf so if you have a lot of heel pain the key for that is doing light calf stretches you can use a foam roller on the calf muscle and you can also ice the area um, but yeah, obviously make sure you're stretching. I, I will be hundred percent honest. I was terrible at stretching. I would, we were seeing the chiropractor when we were running a lot and I would try to foam roll more than I do now. I literally never stretch now. It's terrible. But anyway, yeah, you want to make sure you're foam rolling. I mean, after every workout, but I'll be honest, I don't. And then me, um, this obviously we just talked about, it affects a lot of runners and the main issue is your IT band, which, yes, that is definitely 100%. I'm really tied to my IT band. But um, they're saying it's really good to stretch all over. But your quads, you just stretch those out if you have knee pain. Also, use a foam roller on your IT bands, which if you are you don't know where that is, it's on your outer thigh area, so like the side of your leg. That's where it is. And your quads, so just make sure you're foam rolling that whole area. Um, I know when we had Sam went to go see that therapist, they gave her some exercises to strengthen, like, around your hips and your, right, your hips. 
Yeah. So I was doing um, stretches, but I was also doing certain exercises that strengthen your glute muscles. And like, I try to remember it was, it was, this was like a year ago. I know. And um, I'm trying to think what else I was doing, like different kind of strength at workouts, um, stuff with resistance bands, like certain kind of walks and then certain kind of step ups that you do, like kind of motions that you do when you're running. But I was supposed to incorporate those. And then I was supposed to run in a certain cadence um, There's so much very to Very technical. Yeah. Very technical. Okay. Hip pain. Um, I don't get like hip pain, but my hip kind of clicks. And I know it's because I don't do yoga enough, which is one of my goals for this year. So, um, which I have not done yet. I'm, I'm going to yoga class on Sunday, which I'm very excited about. And um, my gym, like the yoga classes are filling up so fast. I could not, I don't know. I want to do a very specific class, like the really relaxing ones, because I don't need to do like a workout, but... Anyway, so I'm still trying to do that. But the hip pain, they're saying um, that you need to do, obviously, more stretches. And um, you need to ice them. And, I mean, I really think it has to do with stretching them out, for me at least. I don't know how everyone, but stretch, doing any, like, a 10-minute hip um, yoga for hips is, like, always helps me a lot. We have rotator cuff pain. They're saying you need to apply ice and don't do anything that's overhead such as like reaching or climbing, anything, lifting a dumbbell over your head. Um, and you can also do like, um, Sam does a stretch all the time on the, on like the walls, the doorways where you can stretch out like your, your chest and your bicep. Your, yeah. Well, it stretches out your rotator cuff also. Yeah. Um, for hips, I did have, um, going back on the hips, I did have pain when I was running long oh. distances, but I think it was more like my hip flexor. So you just want to make sure, again, that's like stretched out. You want to make sure you're stretching. Yeah. So, I'm going to massage gun. That really helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you can target those That areas. is, like, my number one tip if you guys are doing – if you're having any kind of pain, just because it really – I mean, it's, it's like, as if you're getting a massage, like a sports massage every day when you use that because you can really get into, like, your hips, your knees. You can get into, like, all the muscles, your glutes, your back. It just feels really good. And funny fact, I bought that for Taylor's birthday and like a, the new Theragun that are, that's smaller that you can pack everywhere. And his brother actually, actually, not accidentally, actually gave that to him um, for Christmas. So I had to go down another route. But it's a really good gift for people if you guys are looking for gifts right now for like birthdays. Obviously not like Christmas, but um, or for yourself. Yeah. So these are some things that you can do to avoid aches and pains. You want to make sure you're investing in proper footwear. So if you're running a lot, make sure you're going to like a good running store and they can help you get the right shoes and the right insoles. I think we talked about this in that running episode we did last year. Um, also, just do like warm-ups. Um, I feel like I'm really bad about this when I work out, but I always do cardio first, so I'm kind of warming up already. But if you just go right into like the weights, you know, in a lot of videos you do online, like the, if you do like Peloton workouts, you'll notice they always have a warm up in the beginning and that's just to prevent you from injury. So you don't start, you don't want to start cold. Um, if you're starting a new fitness plan, like running or any kind of thing, make sure you start slowly um, and don't like go too quickly and jump in because you could definitely injure yourself. Make sure you recover after workouts. Um, take This means taking days off, which I'm really guilty about. Somebody messaged me the other day asking me how much 
you know, if I take any rest days. And the truth is, there are some days that I just don't push myself as much, meaning like I won't lift weights, I won't do cardio, but I'll still go on a walk or do something active outside. But like on um, one of the days I was in Arizona, we just went on a hike and it was not really a hike per se. It was more like just like a walk because it wasn't like we weren't climbing that much. But that was like a rest day for me. I didn't do any kind of workout that day. No weights and um, anything like that. And sometimes I just don't do anything. But like I'm traveling or doing something like that, I just won't work out. But um, obviously make sure that you're stretching. Ice and foam roll or the massage gun train with different activities so they're saying if you have too much of a weak area it can cause injury so for us when i was running a lot i was doing pilates two to three times a week in addition to the running so i was trying to do different muscle groups uh make sure you're working out your diet matches your training so make sure you're eating like whole foods and nutrient focused foods drinking lots of water um those things are all really important to do because if you're not you're just kind of falling short and you're putting all that effort in when you're not really in it's not going to pay off but um for the foam roller there's a few different ones that you can get um there's ones that have like the little pegs on them that just um kind of penetrate deeper and there's the ones that are just flat i personally i mean i don't mind foam rolling but the massage gun i think just helps a lot another thing that we do is also like alternate upper and lower body um exercises so that could either mean you do like an upper body workout one day lower body the next day or you just like switch off upper lower body exercises and your workout just to make sure you're targeting all the different muscles and you don't have any weak areas. Uh, also make sure when you're doing squats, this is another thing, to make sure that you're shifting your weight back onto your heels versus the balls of your feet because it can put strain, strain on your kneecaps and your quads. So you should be able to feel it like more in your heels when you're squatting down. And I know if you've ever taken like a class or you've done anything like that, they probably um, definitely instruct you to do that, but I know when you're doing it yourself, like sometimes I forget. So, um, those are some tips on all the pain stuff. Um, I will say we do take CBD oil and they make a cream that we use sometimes if you have any kind of pain. Um, and that's from Equilibria and we have a code, a double dose for that. That gives you a 15% off. And, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to that? Epsom salt baths. Oh yeah, those help. are good. Um, yeah, the um, the Equilibria also makes like a C, like a um, a CBD bath salt, and those are really great, just like to relax, but also really great for your muscles. Um, you can use the same code, a double dose for that, and the other yeah, massage gun. Um, obviously, rest when you're doing this, these intense workouts that helps the most with inflammation, but. Yeah, I feel like I tried all these things. Sometimes if you're just having issues like that, we're having knee pain, stuff like that, I think it's just you got to evaluate. Like I realized that I just can't be a runner. Like it's just not going to work for me. So I did. I accomplished my half marathon, but chances are I'm probably not going to do anything like that again just because my knees, it just wasn't – for me personally, it wasn't worth it just to keep injuring myself like that. I'd rather be able to work out and do like cycle and be able to – because I really couldn't actually have like a functioning body when I was running. I mean it sounds dramatic, but I couldn't go up and down stairs. I couldn't um, properly like without having really bad knee pain. They were so inflamed. It was really bad, both of my knees. So – um, I couldn't like do my Pilates. I couldn't do that normally. I couldn't cycle normally. I couldn't rebound. Like everything kind of hurt me. Rebounding hurt the, the least when I was injured like that. But I just was like, I, I can't, I didn't want to have this kind of, these kind of injuries like for the rest of my life. So I just kind of had to accept the fact that I couldn't do it. So yeah. So that's kind of what I have to say for that. 
So changing subjects, another request that we got was how do you handle coworkers when you have like healthy eating habits, like their criticisms kind of. So I think this can kind of translate into not just coworkers, but it could be family members when you're at um, any kind of event or you're with friends or you're going to like a little get together at a friend's house or something like that or anyone in your life. How do you handle the criticisms? And I will say through my like young life, I feel like I it's happened to me a lot. I think it's happened to both of us. We both worked corporate jobs, so I was already like eating pretty healthy at that time and right after college and I remember I mean it wasn't horrible criticism, but people definitely criticized and I was definitely like the little black sheep of everyone. But I at the end of the day, my number one tip, which I'll share a few, is you need, at the end of the day, you need to realize, like, ask yourself why you're doing it, and you need to stop worrying about what other people think, because at the end of the day, if it makes you happy, it makes you feel good, that's all that matters. Who cares about what what they, what other people say? So, my, okay, starting off, besides that big tip, um, if someone's kind of criticizing, like, oh, that looks, like, like, gross, like, why are you eating that? I think you could kind of encourage them. You should try it. Like, let's say you're eating, like, I don't know what, something I'd be eating, like some kind of plant-based meal, and they think it looks gross. You could just be like, oh, you, I'm like, I'm welcome. Like, you can try some of it. Um, you might be surprised how good it tastes or something like that. So you can kind of play it off. Um, another thing you need to remember is when people are usually critical, it's usually because they're jealous. And I know it's kind of like a hard pill to swallow because, you know, I think that no matter what, if someone's critical of you, I know that happens between the two of us. Like, if we get a critical message on Instagram, like, then my first thought is, like, okay, like, I don't want to take it to heart. But obviously, you start thinking, like, oh, am I doing something wrong? But you have to realize, like, nine times out of ten, it's because they're jealous. So they're making a comment. They're unhappy, like, hurt people, hurt other people. So at the end of the day, I don't think anyone should be criticizing anyone. I mean, I have my thoughts about other people who don't necessarily feel their bodies the right way. And... I think that impacts definitely how you're going to feel. So um, that's, I mean, so that's my kind of take on it. So first think about that people are jealous. And then you can kind of say, like, if they're making comments about, like, you're not eating enough or something like that, you can kind of say, thank you for being concerned. Um, you really have nothing to worry about, like, if they're talking about your weight. Like, that's happened to me before. And, I mean, obviously, if there's room to be concerned, then I think everyone needs to be concerned. But if you've been to a doctor or you know that you're at a healthy weight, um, like everything in your body's functioning properly, everything like that. I think you can just let people know, like, I really appreciate you being so concerned. Like, you have nothing to worry about. Um, like, I'm healthy, and you know, I and I honestly, honestly, you can go, you can kind of change it and go to a different aspect and talk about the way that you eat and the way you feel and how you look right now. You have so much more energy, and you're able to be really healthy and active and work out and just you just have a much better mindset you can go into like the positives of it instead of making it such a negative thing yeah you could say like oh i oh thank you i love i enjoy eating this way i love getting to come with fun meals and i found so many great favorite foods or something make it positive yeah um and then like if you're at a little like let's say you're at work or you're having a little get together and there's not like a lot of stuff for you to eat and they're kind of like oh like kind of like making comments on you're not eating anything you can just kind of say like, I mean if it is enough food you can say oh this is plenty um and just kind of like change the subject start asking them like oh like make small talk about something else like change the subject so it's not all focused on like what food you're eating like ask them about like something that's happening in their life or something like that make make 
like make small talk. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. I mean, if you feel like you've eaten enough and they're like keep making comments, like making jabs, like you're not eating anything. Like I know it happens to me a lot because I eat like plant-based and sometimes I have like just a lot of snacks and I'm not eating like what someone would think is a real meal. And I kind of had to get used to that myself. But you can kind of say like, oh, you know, thank you for being concerned. Like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm good. I don't like I'm good right now with food or say something how you're saving room for dinner. Of course, if anyone's asking me, I don't stop snacking all day. I'm never saving room for dinner. I just keep eating. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think I think you can just kind of veer off where people are not focusing concern on you and you acting everything's fine. I think if you act like you're offended by it or you act like something's not fine, then people can make more comments at you. So um yeah, I'm trying to think. I think if when I'm out to eat and I'm like at some a place that's really unhealthy, um, it's it's harder because there's not a lot of options. But when people make if they make any kind of comments or criticisms, I just which is the truth. I say that I can't eat like X, Y, and Z because it the like whatever the oil upsets my stomach, which is true. And I think once people know it's like more of a health issue, it's not like critical. You just don't want to eat it. I think if you make the the case that you can't eat gluten and whatever dairy whatever it is because you don't feel go and you eat it then I think it's more people tend to be a little bit more understanding about it especially in this day and age so um those are kind of my tips I think like I said at the beginning the number one takeaway is you need to be in control of what you can control you can't control what people want to criticize you you can only try to answer the best you can at the end of the day don't let their opinions make you start doubting what you're doing or make you change what you want to do yeah, I agree. I think we've all been there. And I think it's I think it is a lot of insecurity with everything. I mean, that's what I've experienced. I think it's people being insecure or maybe just not knowing at all. Not knowing and they're just being curious. Yeah, that's yeah, for me that's what it's been. And I, I sometimes it's harder to like just like let it go, but over time I feel like it gets easier. So that's kind of my two cents on that. So I wanted to go into I know this is kind of like a touchy subject with people, but I was kind of on the fence about sharing it. <laughs> what a way to introduce it. Yeah, because um, I, I don't know. My take is I think everyone needs to kind of do what works for them. But before I start introducing someone, I got a few requests actually to share kind of what the restrictions I felt going into um, Mexico for traveling was and kind of what I feel about like the situation with the water um, and stuff like that. So that's why I said it's a touchy subject for people because I got a lot of messages people saying, oh, I stayed there. Like, what, you know, I, you know, I was not posting anything. I went on a trip to celebrate Taylor's birthday and I was by no means trying to flaunt that. I just was out of town like everyone else. And, um, so anyway, I got some kind of mean comments, but I got some ones that were really positive too. And a lot of you guys wanted to know, um, what, how I, like, what the restrictions were and, like, what I felt, you know, what I felt about it, any tips and stuff like that. So I did tell them that I was getting some comments, but I do feel like everyone can make their own decisions, um, you know, after, obviously, after a year, almost a year of having, of this pandemic starting, I think everyone can make their own choices. I'm by no means telling people one way or another what they should be doing. I think everyone needs to make their own decisions on what they feel comfortable doing, but, for those of you guys that were requesting information, just like any of our other topics, I will answer um, kind of what, I, what I've what i learned along the way um, as far as like, the restrictions go. So they right now in Mexico, you don't need to have a COVID test, a negative COVID test. To, I know there's some places that you travel to, you have to show it. But for Mexico right now, or at least when I went, you don't have to have a negative COVID test. 
you um they do have like um they have you fill out a form stating um kind of like um so they do sometimes in the United States where you're stating um, like when you go to like the doctor's office or something you're writing like your history kind of if you've had COVID you've been exposed to it where you traveled to they have you fill out a form when you enter the border in Mexico and just to be clear like I think the land borders I'm pretty sure those are like only for essential travel but for air I think obviously letting people come in and um, you have to complete that health questionnaire which you can scan it through a QR code which will come up on your phone or I think Taylor and I just printed out, we saw Americans send us like a thing, what we would need like for restrictions and we just printed it out online and I, we just showed it to the, um, like the customs agent when we arrived, but you can also fill it out. They have papers there you can fill out as well. Um, they don't make you take any kind of quarantine before or after you get there, but if you're like obviously have symptoms, obviously I don't think it's a good idea for you to go anywhere or, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be in a position where you're out of the country. Um, so um, they do have, um, they do check your temperature and they do have, I think it's like, um, I forget what it's called, but they have where they will scan your body with, um, it scans like heat in your body so they can tell if someone has a fever. They have those like all over. So we flew into Cancun and when you get off the airplane, when you're going through customs, they have um, those in place and they're scanning everyone as they walk through and then also at the hotel they're taking people's temperature they also are like obviously recommending social distancing at the hotels and I felt really safe their masks and everything so they have everything in place and then when you get back to the airport they're also doing the screenings um they had them like all over the security and then also when you got in so I think that's what they're doing for Mexico that is but that's kind of for the water situation um I've never had any problems there. I actually, there's one time in the Dominican, I think at the last day I got like a stomach, like kind of my stomach was upset, but I haven't had any issues in Mexico. Like all the places I've traveled to, I remember going in high school um, to the JW, I remember we went to the JW Marriott, remember? That was like, mm. t that was like 15 years so ago. Long ago. But we went there and I remember my mom was like all concerned about the, it was the first time we'd gone in Mexico ever. And we, I remember my mom was like, no, you can't have any salad or anything like that because she was scared about the water. Um, but now like I, through all my research and obviously like personal experience, I've never had any issues and you guys can probably tell that I eat all the salads and fruit and everything like that. But from what I know and what I've re researched, they have water filtration systems in place. Like just because of all the issues they've had, they have filtration systems, like I think all over, maybe not in like rural areas, but for sure, like all the big cities and, um, for sure, all the big, like, known hotels, they all have filtration systems. They also, most hotels in Mexico, they give you bottled water in your room, whether it's, like, all-inclusive or not. But we normally do all-inclusive, and they have, like, obviously, you can get bottled water everywhere, so you don't have to ever worry about drinking out of the, um, like, the sink or something. But I do brush my teeth. Like, I remember the Dominican, we used bottled water to brush our teeth, but here we used, I used the sink water. Like, I mean, I don't like swallow a ton of it, but I shower with it and I brush my teeth with it and I, I ate all the salads, like everything. They use, they should be using filtered water. On, they have filtration systems everywhere. So they should technically be using filtered water on like everything you're pretty much eating. So um, I think you should be okay. I mean, that's in my personal experience. I wouldn't be like 
petrified of it because I know we went to like Tulum and stuff. We were using drinking like bottled water just because it's a different, it's not, you're not at like a big resort. So, but even then I think they still have filtered water, but that's kind of my two cents on it. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not advising anyone to go. I'm just stating my experience based on a few people requesting information on that. But with everything else, you can definitely go to like, um, the customs or I think it's like the, the government websites and both for Mexico and the US and they have all the information on there. One more tip I wanted to share is that you guys probably know this, but when you're traveling to foreign countries, especially like South America, Mexico, the Caribbean, stuff like that, they do not allow you to bring fruits and vegetables and I think nuts in. So within either border. So make sure you throw those away. I always pack a bunch of apples. I think we have a podcast on snacks that we take with us and I always pack a bunch of apples, but when I'm entering those places, I always sadly have to throw them away if I haven't eaten them because they take it like in Cancun they take it very seriously like they will they will randomly pick on you and they like they even had a dog that was sniffing my bag and I had like just a Ziploc bag of like what my apples were in and I think the dog picked it up like they made me look through my bag and I had apple chips but I was allowed to keep those but luckily I already eaten all my other apples but I would have thrown those away so when you want to make sure you throw all that stuff away just in case you haven't been um, but one thing you can take with you that I, like I said mentioned earlier in the podcast that you can always bring with you and I highly recommend are my beekeepers naturals bee sued cough syrup and I took that with the propolis throat spray and all my other supplements like zinc and uh, vitamin c and stuff like that um, I would take those normally, but especially like with everything going on, I always want to make sure my immunity along with everything I eat is really, really great. So I always pack that stuff and they, like I said, the cough syrup has like only a few ingredients, but it works so well if you have a little tickle in your throat or you just want to um, maintain your immunity. It's great and um, all natural ingredients and um, it's perfect size to travel with or to have in your house. So um, I took that and then I have the propolis throat spray like I said with only three ingredients and again those are all immunity products and they're all natural. So if you guys want to try any of them out you can go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash double dose that's D-O-U-B-L-E-D-O-S-E for 15% off everything on their site. And thank you to them for sponsoring this episode. Okay, finishing off with our favorites for the week, we're going to be sharing our favorite white sneakers. And I feel like this is a question we get asked a lot. You guys always ask every time I share these sneakers, they're not really mine, but they're Sam's. And um, they're the Golden Goose Superstar sneakers. I know you guys have probably seen them all over. They have, they're like the sneakers with a little star on the sides. And I, they're Sam's. Taylor actually got them for her for Hanukkah last year. Or, I'm sorry, not this past year, but the year before. And I wear them all the time. They're actually so comfortable. I think they're worth the price because, um, they match everything and they just, I feel like they just go with everything and um, they just look sleek and simple. So those are the Golden Goose Superstar sneakers. We have size 38 in them and um, they just fit. They're just comfy, comfy, like I said, and they have so many different color options online. You can get so many different ones. The ones that we have are like just very plain, um, white with like I think the stars blue. I wanted mine as plain as possible. Yeah, but they have like leopard and like pink ones and like all different high top ones. Um, but there's actually a look for last pair on Amazon. Um, I can link it for you guys in the show notes that I found, and um, it looks almost identical. Also, I have a pair from Goodnight Macaroon that I can link for you guys that has the Sherpa 
uh, material inside, so they're really warm. And the, the laces are leopard. They're really cute and they're comfortable. And then if you're looking for like a lower um, priced one um, of white sneakers, there's the Steve Madden Reza sneakers. They also have a star on them. They're just like a white all white sneaker, really cute and simple. And I saw, I actually saw someone um, wearing them at the airport. I recognize all the shoes now. Because I know. I, people, I'm always with Taylor. I'm like, I know where that shirt's from. I know where that's from. I saw from. someone wearing the Amazon pair at, um, where was that? I was somewhere with my mom. Oh, maybe I was at Target. No, sorry. I was at Target. I saw someone wearing that and I saw another lady wearing the Steve Madden ones that I was talking the about. The Reza? At yeah. the same store. You're like, I know your exact so, style. Yeah, those two are like great, just like white sneaker options. Of course, there's the Chuck Taylor, the Converse, but those are a little bit more edgy, I think. They're not like an, I mean, they're cute, but they're like more of an edgy vibe. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want a high top pair, but I don't know how much I'd wear them. The Golden Goose, I think I should just invest in those. Golden then when Goose I, makes a high style also. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I want both, but I'm like, they're they're expensive to, They're expensive for shoes. But for how much cost per wear that you get? Yeah, they're just pretty I mean, pricey. for how much? They yeah. are comfortable, though. Yeah, they are. I'm just really surprised. And I would definitely size up on those because they run a little small. But, yeah, I think they're definitely worth the investment um, on those, I can say for sure. So, hopefully, those were all great tips for you guys. I hope this was an insightful, informative episode. Please send in your requests or anything you guys want us to talk about. You can always message us at alexis.bellbell or at Samantha Bellbell. We don't check the podcast account as much, but you can also message us on there at an extra dose podcast. And give us a follow for yeah, all the updates. Follow on there for all of our newest episodes, a direct link to listen to all the episodes. And thank you guys so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would mean a lot. Just click the review button, leave us a hopefully a nice review and rate us, give us something good, hopefully or or not. And we will talk to you guys soon.